Monty's. It was the evening of April 9th. The date marked my two-year anniversary of joining my fraternity. For those who aren't familiar with college Greek-lettered organizations, being initiated is a really big deal to us. Consequently, every year you feel obligated to commemorate the date you officially finished your pledge process. So it's like a birthday. In the real world, you have birthday parties. And in the Greek world, an anniversary is similarly celebrated by getting together and toasting to another year in the bond. So I put the call out to every Greek in the city to come join me and my frat brothers at a bar called Monty's for a night of intoxicated celebration. I was pretty well liked in the Greek in the Greek community around the city, so it wasn't long before the bar was packed with fraternity bros and sorority hoes. We filled the entire reserved section of the bar. Each of the tables was crammed with beverages and food and people were laughing over old pledge stories and having a great time. I didn't have a personal designated table because I was just bouncing around all night playing the crowd, you know, just talking to anybody and everybody that was there. Drinks were being sent to each table from everyone, so the orders were just getting mixed up on account of people moving around and forgetting the drinks that they had ordered. I absolutely hate having an empty hand when I'm in. You know, some people have like an oral fixation, like they have to have, you know, a cigarette in their mouth or they have to be. I personally, I need to be holding a drink at all times when I'm when I'm in a social setting. I don't know why it is that way, but I need to always, I just can't be around people and not have a, a glass or a bottle of something in my hand. So anytime I saw a server, I would order a drink and have it sent to a different table so that when I finished one, I could just go to a table that had a drink waiting for me and just grab that. Yeah, I mean, I know. Excellent way of getting roofied, but uh, I didn't care. Bring on the drugs. So that night, I was calling these tables my hydration station. That way, I would continue to move around and socialize without ever having to worry about a, a server ever finding me for a drink that I ordered, you know, whenever she got around to bringing it to me. The night went on, the party grew a little out of hand, people were getting drunk and impatient, waiting for their beverages and appetizers to get delivered throughout the crowded venue, but I was good. I was, I was fine. In the Greek world, Monty's was the celebration capital of the city schools. Like, if you were Greek and you went to a school in the city, Monty's was where it went down. We celebrated birthdays there, homecomings, spring flings, alumni reunions, new initiate welcomes, graduations. Uh, we just always would meet up at this bar, mainly because Monty served these really big, really cheap frozen margaritas. And they were really, really fucking strong, like really strong. I've never really liked margaritas, but that night, you know, I decided I'm at Monty's and they specialize in margaritas. I'm going to drink six of them. That sounds logical, right? So. I only made it through like one before I got a headache from chugging it because I can't just sip it. I had to chug a margarita, a frozen margarita that is. And I started to like, you know, I started to bitch a little bit, you know, it's a little too cold for me. My, my, I got a little, little headache, a little migraine. And one of my frat brothers comes comes over and uh, calls me a pussy. So uh, he recommended that I earn my man card back by doing a row of bombs. So he lined up a couple of Irish car bombs, two sake bombs, two 151 bombs, two Jaeger bombs. And I'm hammy the fucking great. I'm not backing down from this challenge. I'm going to do it. And I can honestly say, you know, even after those bombs and that margarita headache and everything I was drinking, you know, everything was going smoothly. It wasn't a, it wasn't a crazy night. It wasn't too, I wasn't too drunk. It wasn't a, it wasn't a wild or rambunctious night. People were having a legitimately good time laughing and joking and enjoying the celebration of our anniversary. It was your standard uneventful, but yet very sociable and enjoyable good time. Now, Within my particular chapter of my fraternity, Monty's holds another special place in our hearts. Granted, we're all Greek, we all love Monty's, but my chapter specifically loves Monty's because it's an unspoken tradition in our group that uh, we show up to Monty's, we run up somebody's tab without them knowing, or, and then we just book it out of there before the bill arrives, leaving somebody with the crazy, stupid, dumb, ridiculously high check. 
Yes, we're dicks, I know, but it's what we do. It's what, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's tradition. You know, so the night in question, I figured some of us, you know, didn't have open tabs. You know, I, I had nothing to worry about. You know, my I had my card in my pocket. I ordered what I ordered and I paid for what I, what I ordered. So I was good. Plus, it was my anniversary. You know, nobody's going to try to dish out on me, right? So as the party wound down, I realized several people were, you know, they weren't there that were there earlier in the evening. And I thought they probably should have st- stuck around. And I saw some of the younger bros following tradition and they had already like drank what they had to and they gotten out of there and they gotten their money's worth. So I, I get it. I wasn't worried, though, because I like I said, I cashed out my card. You know, I had all the drinks that I wanted. My hydration stations were full. I'm good. So but looking back, even though I wasn't belligerently drunk or anything, I was drunk enough to not really have been paying attention to my surroundings. The bar around 1.30 had noticeably thinned out. Our section had died down considerably. And judging by the flickering lights, you know, last call was in full effect. The servers had been hovering around our section, passing out bills, and I was ready to leave, so I excused myself from the table to go to the bathroom real quick. When I came back, there was exactly five people left in the entire bar, and one person was busting tables, so let's say four customers. I'm like, all right. As I walk back to the table, the server hands me a check. It was for a little over 200 bucks. Now, I've been the recipient of a of a large tab, and I've been the recipient of a tab that I had no idea how the fuck it got so large. But on this night, I wasn't concerned about that $200 check. Like, that's not my bill. I've been drinking whatever my friend sent me, and anything that I bought, like I paid for it already. I have my card. So this bill could have been for me. I don't know what the fuck she handed the bill to me for. So I threw it on the table and left her to figure it out. You know, I, continue, I left her to figure it out and I was continuing to drink my beer. Alone. You know, I'm going to finish my beer and I'm going to leave. But the server wasn't through with me. She came back over aiming to sell the bill so they can close up for the evening. Because she specifically sought me out again, I realized, like, she must really expect me to pay for this shit. I told her, like, look, look at this bill. I didn't order anything on this tab. And she said it doesn't matter. I don't, what? She said it didn't matter. It had been at the tables that my friends had been ordering from. And because they were no longer present, it was now my bill. And I didn't know that was a fucking rule in the service industry that you could just be associated with a bill. So she wanted to tell me that most of the drinks had been ordered but unclaimed. So she left them at one of the tables so that they could be taken. And I don't, I don't know if that, I didn't know that was a thing either. I thought if somebody's not claim something, you take it back to the bar. So being that no one else was around, she said that I just need to satisfy the bill. I started to get like really pissed off at that point. Like I need to speak to a manager. This is fucking bullshit. What do you mean just satisfy a bill? Like do you just give bills to anybody and just say somebody pay for this shit? Like that's not how things work in the real world. Since when do you randomly pick somebody to pay a bill? Like hey you, go come pay the bill for those people that left already. That doesn't happen. But then the manager comes over and he doesn't have much else to say either. He's like, you know, I just recommend that you pay the bill and ask for your friends to give you money back later. Motherfucker, I don't know who was drinking what. I don't even know who to ask for the money back from. There was a lot of alcohol in me and I was starting to get irritated and I felt a little disrespected with how the situation was shaping up. You know, I'm a college student. I'm not trying to eat a $200 bill for no reason on my birthday. Like this is this is my, you know, line anniversary. You know, I didn't even order anything on this bill. So why do I have to pay for it? You know, there had to be some other way. But the working staff was starting to get impatient with me and I'm impatient with them. And they were trying to get me the fuck out of there. And I'm trying to get the fuck out of there without having to pay anything. So I say, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to the bathroom. So I went, to, I, I, fuck y'all, I go to the bathroom, lock the door, I start pacing around the bathroom, I'm, I'm calling, texting anybody that was at Monty's earlier that night, anybody I remember that was at Monty's got a phone call or a text from me, and surprise, surprise, my quote-unquote brothers and sisters weren't picking up the phones, and they weren't responding to my text messages, and the longer I stayed in that bathroom, the more likely these asshole servers were going to think something was up, so I decided to put my phone back in my pocket, 
and kind of analyze the situation. One, I'm drunk and alone. That's, that's never a good thing. Two, everyone that was partying with me 20 minutes ago suddenly vanished from the face of the earth, it seems like. Three, apparently I owed this bar $200. And four, I think I'm hiding in a bathroom stall. Congratulations, ham. Best celebration ever. Greek life, where you get to celebrate your initiation with the sacred brotherhood with your brothers, but then get left with the tab after being ditched by your brothers. Perfect. Sitting in that bathroom and reading the graffiti on those stall walls, which I don't understand. He's like, why are we writing on stall walls in 2017? Like, was it like 1950? Who the fuck writes on a stall bathroom wall? Whatever. I realized as I'm sitting in that stall that now I'm in a bad situation that was only going to get worse the longer I sat. So I knew I would never see that money again if I paid it. I didn't know whose drinks they belonged to, so I would never collect from anybody. I don't know who I would get the money back from if I tried to pay it. So, on the other hand, the bar would probably get the cops involved if I refused to pay. So, I came with the only solution that seemed logical. I'll just run really fast. I mean, fuck it. I mean, I ran track in high school a couple times. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in pretty decent shape now. And plus, I'm pretty sure my adrenaline was about to kick in heavy, so that should add some miles per hour to my internal speedometer. I assumed the juiced-up bouncers would probably they had gone home for the night. And uh, the female servers, they didn't seem like they were going to be able to catch me. And the bartenders and the manager, they all looked a little fat and non-athletic. So, I mean, everything was kind of shooting in my favor here if I decided to run. The band of misfits was no match for the fastest man to ever come out of a high school JV track program. Fuck it, let's do this shit. So, there was an emergency exit directly across the hall from the bathroom door. So, I peeked out to make sure nobody was near the door. And sure enough, the female server, a busboy, and the manager were hovering right outside like some chaperones. You know, I went back in the bathroom, washed my hands, you know, just because <laughs> hygiene, counted to 10, and then burst out the door uh, and threw the emergency exit like a fucking juggernaut. The emergency alarm goes off and, you know, yeah, like, Monty, good job. You know, your building's up the code. But the emergency uh, alarms, they go off. And when I looked back, I saw the manager had actually decided to chase me. And uh, that made me laugh a little bit because I'm fucking hammy and I'm swift. And I decided to turn on the burners. And I swear to God, I became Sonic the Hedgehog. And I started to, and I heard the guy behind me yell, fuck! And I was gone. There was smoke behind me and everything. And I kept hearing the rings from Sonic as I'm running. Yeah, I was drunk. And I'm pretty sure I was running off the walls of the alley, of the alley walls. And I'm clearing six-foot fences like um, Captain America in a single leap and bound. I made a conscious effort to run down the wrong direction of one-way streets. Just in case somebody decided to chase me, they're going to have to duck a couple cars too, goddammit. I'm going to make this shit hard for you. So, this is the plan. Break through the door of a bar cause property damage and piss off some people run from said people and escape from said people because they're too fat to catch me run down an alley hide in a dumpster lay low for two hours emerge from the dumpster and walk home like nothing ever happened that's fucking foolproof right there so i outran the manager with no problem at all when i thought i was in the clear i slowed down to catch my breath a little bit i turned around there was nobody chasing me and I took my hoodie off and I started to catch a little bit of a sweat because I was working. I was trying to elude captivity. And uh, I pulled the hoodie over my head and my phone started to ring in my pocket. And I look at my phone and it's one of the guys I had called earlier, but they didn't pick up the phone. So I went to pick it up. And as soon as I answered it, I hear, Ham, get the fuck off Chestnut Street! And I'm like, uh. And right then, four black unmarked cop cars skidded to a halt, surrounded me. I don't even know where they came from. And someone yells, get the fuck on the ground. Get on the ground. And I didn't, I didn't even I didn't see who was saying. I just saw cop cars. So I assumed the Transformers had arrived and they were yelling at me. So, god damn it. I hate cops. They drew guns on me for the second time in my life. 
that they need to pull guns on me because I'm obviously Jason Bourne. And they forced me to the ground. They handcuffed me. Now, the cuffs were tight, and I think I dislocated my goddamn thumb. Like, to this day, I never, ever want to be cuffed again. Like, yeah, I learned my lesson. Like, I don't, I don't even let chicks entertain the idea of playing around with cuffs in the bedroom. Cops don't give a shit about your comfort when it comes to those bracelets. Like, steel is no joke. It is cold. It is heavy. It is unforgiving. After they pinned me on the ground, they stood me up just to slam me on the car hood, I guess, for good measure. And they sat me back down on the curb while I watched the stars go around my head. And one of the cops called the bar manager as he ran my information. As I sat there on the curb, now sober and out of breath and woozy and contorted because they don't care how they bend your arm as long as they get into a cuff. Why is eight cops necessary to capture one Hamilton? Remains to be a mystery to me, but there was eight of them as one of me. So just then, a car flew past us. And I remember praying, like, all the cops should just go and forget about me and go chase that Tokyo Drift car over there. Like, just go leave me alone and go get that guy that obviously doesn't care about the four flashing cop cars to drive past doing 100,000 miles per hour. But then the car skidded to a stop, like 50 feet away, just stopped. And then it started to reverse slowly back towards us. So I'm like, oh, this... I don't even know what the fuck's about to happen here. And amazingly, it happened to be one of my older frat brothers, Vince. I didn't see him in like a year. Like, I haven't seen him in a year. And I didn't even know he was in the city because he wasn't even at Monty's with us earlier either. And uh, he cracks the window and asks me, yo, what happened? What's up, cuz? And one of the cops walks over to the, to the car and explains to him the situation because the, the asshole cop, you know, wouldn't let me, you know, speak for myself. So at this moment, the bar manager comes up to identify me as the guy that ran out on the bill. And the manager was really pissed because I guess I had prolonged his night and made him exercise or whatever. I don't fucking know. And he started to scream about me uh, that he had to rewire his emergency alarm now. But calmly, Vince goes, you know, how much was the bill? And after they told him, Vince went to his wallet and pulled out some cash, rubber bands it, and threw out 250 bucks out of the window. Just, just like that. And then without any words, like not a goodbye or you're all good here, none of that. He just rolled the window up and sped off into the night. Like fire came out of the exhaust of his car like the goddamn batmobile and he was gone and none of the cops seemed to care but i, I don't i don't know but it was it was bizarre the cop picked up the the wad of cash and counted it and asked the manager if this was cool you know with taking if he was cool with taking the money so he could cash out and no one had to do any paperwork the manager agreed the cops uncuffed me the asshole cop got into his car rolled down the window and said next time you won't be so lucky asshole and all i could do is shake my head and like like walk to my girl's apartment you know when I retell the story, I guess it's funny, but I mean, when I was actually walking toward her building after everything, I felt pretty bad about it. Like, I mean, I was woozy and I was still kind of drunk and, and half my hand was numb. And apparently I just narrowly missed going to prison, you know, by that much. You know, thanks to being in this fucking brotherhood, though, I almost had to go to jail and get butt fucked. But thanks to being in this brotherhood, I didn't have to go to jail and, and get butt fucked. You know, that, it's, it's crazy. But... When I got back to campus the next day, I guess Vince had already told a couple people what happened on, on the night before. By the time the story got back to me, it had become like so sensationalized. You know, Ham spent the whole night ordering bottles at the bar and the bill was so high that Ham threw a chair through the window and jumped two stories to the ground and all the servers and bartenders chased him like a fucking Frankenstein mob. And, and But they couldn't catch him until a cop on a horse rode up next to him and shot Ham with a taser. Then he spent the night in jail and posted his own bill by putting the chapter's credit card. I don't know. There's a lot of shit that was sensationalized just because, you know, they thought it would be a funny story. And the stories that the others came up with is probably way better than this one that I just told. For the purpose of this, you know, I kind of wish that their version really did happen. You know, I did, however, feel pretty embarrassed about it 
the week or so after the incident. And and I'm not one to be embarrassed about anything. Like none of my shenanigans, I don't I don't get embarrassed about. But I was told that I was banned from Monty's, which now had posted my my blown up driver's license behind the bar below a do not admit or serve caption. And I wasn't embarrassed because I was banned from the bar. Like fuck that. I'm, I, like that's a badge of honor. You know, getting kicked out of a bar. That's that's like wild wild west shit right there. But you know, I was more so pissed because when I took that driver's license photo. I thought it would be funny at the time to have a completely shaved mustache, but a fully grown chin strap beard. So now there's a picture of an Amish version of ham hanging up in a bar that all the Greeks in the city frequent. So now anyone that goes to Monty's party thinks there's a hostile Amish version, you know, starting trouble around the city. And his name just happens to be Ham. And I just don't think that's the right picture I want painted of me, you know. 